This is episode 406 of the 200 Churches Podcast. Pastors, I would encourage you to go and visit your small groups. Uh, Drop in on your small groups, not necessarily to do anything in the group, uh, but just to be there, to observe, to watch, to connect with people. Just kind of get that smell of sheep on you. Kind of listen to people's lives, what they're going through. And, you know, with some of the economic pressures that are around today on people's lives, actually sit in a small group and, and hear their conversations, hear their pain points. It'll help your pastoring. It'll help your preaching. This is the 200 Churches Podcast. My name is Jeff Cady. Last week, we were talking with Dave Ronan from Tokyo, Japan. And this week, we're going to be talking again with John Finkeldy, the creator and founder of GrowAHealthyChurch.com. He has been coaching pastors for 15 years in Perth, Western Australia. In fact, he told me that Perth is the largest metropolitan city in the world that's the furthest away from any other major metropolitan area. Uh, tonight, I've, I've got to ask him, how far away is the nearest large city? I guess it's quite a haul being out there in Western uh, Australia. But I've got some questions for John tonight, and it's interesting. Last week, I talked with Dave Ronan the night that the episode was released, and tonight is Tuesday night, November the 8th, and I'm going to be talking with John Finkeldy tonight after this recording, and then I'm going to be putting it right out so you should be able to to smell the sound editing on your end of your uh, earbuds or your phone or your computer because it's going to be fresh. John is a practitioner in the sense that he hasn't been pastoring his church for a while, but he's constantly talking to pastors who are, and he's constantly coaching them. And so in order to coach those pastors, he's got to continue to learn and grow. And that's the fun thing about talking with John. He's in the mix, and he's in with pastors all the time. So as he talks to you in this episode, I know you're going to be encouraged by it, and you're going to be given some coaching that you'll be able to put to good use immediately. So now, here's my conversation with John Finkeldy from growahealthychurch.com. John Finkeldy, welcome again. You are a fan favorite. Welcome to the 200 Churches podcast. Jeff, always good to be with you. Hanging out with you is one of the great joys of my life. Well, me too, John. So we're going to get right to it because you've got a busy day today. So we're going to we're gonna rock and roll here. And here's the question I have for you, John. You coach a lot of pastors. How many pastors are you coaching right now? Do you know? Um, probably about 30. That's a lot. Yeah. Like when I'm working with five people, that's a lot. So anything over that, I start getting them all confused. <laughs> so you, <laughs> I try not. You coach a lot of pastors. Have you ever noticed a correlation between the size of a pastor's church and that pastor's spiritual impact on people's lives? Because I think conventional wisdom is that the larger the church is, the more life change a pastor can affect. But what are you saying? Look, I have this little saying that churches are like T-shirts. We need all sizes. And I think regardless of whether a church is a micro church, small, medium, large, triple X, large, mega church, um, I don't think it's helpful to say, look, big church, therefore big impact, spiritual impact on people's lives. I think sometimes it can be even 
more helpful in a small church where a pastor can actually leverage his relationship connection with people in such a way that his spiritual impact on their lives um, can actually be larger. But I, I, I think in a large church, you obviously have a bigger footprint, you have a bigger reach, um, you maybe have a publishing aspect to your church, whether online or in book or audio or whatever. So your reach can be larger than a smaller church. But in terms of spiritual impact on a people's lives, I think it's more about how the pastor goes about shepherding the flock, leading the flock, connecting with the relationships in the life of the church. Um, just chatting with a pastor today who'd uh, visited one of the church's small groups, as the church of about 150. And the guys there in the small group had a two-and-a-half-hour discussion about their lives, and he said it was so deep. Mm. The conversations were talking about addictions that have been broken, about life change, significant shifts in people's lives. And so I think you know, even in a smaller church like that, you realize, gee, pastors can have a massive impact on people's spiritual life. So, no, I don't think size can uh, equal spiritual impact in any way, shape, or form. Well, that's good to hear, and you know that we – provide ministry encouragement to pastors of small churches. Yeah. And uh, that's why it's important for us to, I think, be reminded. And you deal with pastors all the time. I figured you would know. And I uh, just want to encourage pastors that, yeah, you can have a big spiritual impact without having a large church. So, Absolutely. John, uh, we're not going to use that word. We're not going to use the word at all in today's episode. <laughs> but I want to know... What area of local church ministry is more of a challenge today than it was, oh, like three years ago? Yeah, wow, that's a great question, Jeff. I, I think a few areas. One is um, that churches have been impacted in terms of the levels of attendance on a Sunday. Uh, it's starting to uptick. It's starting to see people I'm finding uh, moving around Australia. People are starting to come back to church more regular, but the level of attendance is definitely lower as a percentage of you know your active list of members. I think also the level of serving is lower. Um, people seem to, through the anxiety of the last three years, be more hesitant about sacrificing, about serving, about making a big commitment of time into serving the local church. So I think that area is a massive challenge, more than it was definitely three years ago. And I have mm. to say that pastoral fatigue, I think there's a general fatigue across all of society because of the last few years of the challenge we've all had. But I think in pastors, I've noticed this year as I've been out and about working with pastors, there's a lot more pastoral fatigue going on, accumulated tiredness where pastors are feeling a little bit shorter of emotional energy, a little bit more weary, uh, thus making it far more essential for pastors to be doing self-care and well-being breaks and having mental health days off and good lots of uh, vacation time as well. But um, I think there are a few areas that are far more challenging today than three years ago before all this craziness started, Jeff, and it, it needs to stop. Jeff, we need to stop the craziness. I think it's gone on well, too long. Today, today, literally as we speak, is Election Day in the United States, and it is. therefore it's all going to stop, John. We're just going to vote. Yeah, no, and it's all going to it's going to be good. Somebody asked me today something like um did you vote and isn't it discouraging something to the effect of isn't it discouraging when you see your your guy your your lady doesn't win. And I said, yeah. "No, I I think that any day you get to vote is a good day. You know, you yeah. get to go in, 
you get to mark your ballot and you get to be yeah. a part of the process. And this is going to sound crazy to some people, but I think it's more the journey than it is the destination. You know, sometimes yeah. we win, sometimes we learn. And, you know, yeah. it's just what it is. Is it similar in Australia? I think so. I mean, we've we've got a new prime minister this year and there's, you know, a lot of hope in the air around that, but it's starting to dissipate already six months. <laughs> so I think. Oh, you lasted six months? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, there wow, that's a long time. <laughs> yeah, we did pretty good, eh? We're pretty good. Yeah, we're pretty easy to please. We kind of go with the flow, but you know, that's um, yeah. No, I, I, I think there's a there's a general sense of despair around politics in Australia. <laughs> the, the government's not going to be able to fix everything for us. I think is a general vibe. no, no. So, but you're so right. then, glad, I'm glad I can vote. I'm really glad I live in a democracy. Very thrilled about yeah. that. The, then what ministry area do you think is less of a challenge? Like, it's kind of like, uh, uh, it's the reverse. Where do you think? Mm. And, and then Great what's question. less of a challenge? And then I've got a follow-up to that. I, Great question. I, I think what's less of a challenge now is pastors looking into cameras. Uh, because three years ago, we weren't used to looking into cameras, unless you were doing online uh, ministry in a significant way or you're doing Facebook or Instagram lives or reels or um, kind of you're using cameras a lot. Most pastors weren't. Most pastors weren't comfortable in that arena. Digital ministry, that's kind of like, oh, I don't know how to do that, going online to do ministry. That's way less of a challenge now. So pastors are far more comfortable looking into a camera, working out uh, how to get lighting going and sound going, Pastors are really good at this now, and which I think is brilliant because they can really leverage um, those things. So I tell pastors, um, when, you, when you're doing your welcome to church sort of little meeting with uh, new people who are coming in, why don't you film that, sit down separately for a day and film a welcome to our church and maybe make it five, six to seven-minute sessions, maybe 40 minutes all up, but make it little bite-sized sessions look into the camera, get a good mic, good lighting, record it, and then slice those videos up. So you've got about five or six videos of Welcome to Church. You can talk about the church's vision, church's history, its mission, a small group serving, whatever. Pick five or six areas of the church that you normally do in a Welcome to Church. Then get the videos, put the videos up on YouTube, strip the audio off. You've got a podcast, you get it transcribed. And then as soon as someone new joins the church, say, hey, We've got a podcast for new members of the church, people joining our church. Here it is. Sign up here on the podcast. You can use a QR code to get them into it. People are used to those these days. And suddenly they listen to a podcast of what your church is all about. And that would be so easy to do today compared to three years ago. If I said that to a pastor, hmm. they'd just shake their head and go, I wouldn't even know where to start. But today, yeah, yeah, I think that's way easier. So the potential for church leadership training on camera and then again audio on the podcast that you can keep using again and again and again, I think all those things are way less of a challenge and also become a huge place of leveraging for the pastor. So this is a podcast that's like, you know, six or 10 or 12 episodes and done. Yeah. And so then you just listen to it. It's almost like a, like an online course or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And people listen to it on the go and you could have, you know, you can create these things for small group leader training. And again, because pastors are so used to looking at camera, 
way easier to do now. They've got the microphones, they've got the lighting, they've got it all set up. It's just a matter of sitting down and doing it. But done once, listened to millions of times, thousands of times, as you know, of yeah. your podcast, uh, Jeff. Yeah, that's good. Not including digital stuff. Hmm. Where do you think pastors really need to be focused today? Like just given where we are today and yeah. your read on ministries and on pastors, where's the greatest potential for ministry return on investment? Yeah, I'd, prob- I'd probably pick two areas for pastors, and this is regardless of size of church, is that pastors, I would encourage you to go and visit your small groups. Uh, drop in on your small groups, not necessarily to do anything in the group, uh, but just to be there, to observe, to watch, to connect with people. Just kind of get that smell of sheep on you. Kind of listen to people's lives, what they're going through. And, you know, with some of the economic pressures that are around today on people's lives, to actually sit in a small group and, and hear their conversations, hear their pain points. It'll help your pastoring. It'll help your preaching. And I think also it gives you an opportunity then in the follow-up in the next few days to then do a bit of coaching with the small group leader about their group to how just improve the the flow of that small group, improve the ministry of it. I think that's one thing pastors could do that gives them a great return on the investment of time. The second thing is um, I'm a real fan of and do encourage pastors is to run a leadership development group, just a small group of half a dozen to eight leaders. Could be emerging leaders, could be established leaders, could be a mix of both. You might want to run this for three months, six months, 12 months, whatever. It's more the fact that you get together with these people regularly. And I think the easiest way to do this is read a book together. Find a book that Mm -hmm. you like as a pastor, that you enjoy, Mm -hmm. that you're going to read again for the second time with the group. Get everyone to pre-read, come together, pray together, eat together, uh, laugh together, talk about what you're going to do different because of what you've read. Uh, And then it brings a level of uh, development and soft accountability into those people's lives. You don't have to run the same group of people every year, but I definitely would encourage every pastor to run that sort of group every year. Now, whether it's a short one or a long one, whatever, um, doesn't matter, but do something every year to develop leadership abilities within people. Pastors that I know start doing this, man, they love it. They just get the buzz out of it because people leaning in, wanting to be discipled and developed. So I think you get a great return uh, emotionally to you as a pastor as well for it. Man, those are great suggestions, John. Hey, you want to talk about quick hits, quick wins? Uh, You just shared some right there. So thank you so much for helping us out. Thanks, Jeff, for having me. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. So, Pastor, today with John Finkeldy, we had a quick win. We had actually two things that jumped out at me that John said when he was talking about how to repurpose your content and create content for your people, perhaps with a Next Steps class or an introduction to your church class. I like what he said about breaking it up. Now, you're going to need somebody who's good with audio and video and video editing, audio editing software, maybe to do that and get creative, get a young person to do that, add a little bit of life to it, and it could really be good. Now, if you have a Right Now Media, rightnowmedia.com, if you have an account with them, I don't know if you know this, but you can create your own custom content and you can put it on your Right Now Media account so that people in your church, you can send them the link, they can go there and they can watch it right from Right Now Media. 
There are endless ways that you could do this. You could put it on your YouTube channel and you could have different series. Uh, you could have like a baptism or small group leader training or any kind of ministry training you would want in little three, four, or five video series of two to five or six minutes each. You want short videos, uh, instructional and training videos. You want them to be short. You want them to uh, uh, be lively, to be interesting. Uh, and you could put three to five or six of those videos together to create a little training series. All kinds of stuff you can do with this, Pastor, and I think it's well worth looking into. And then he talked about just visiting around your small groups and putting your ear to the ground so that you can hear what is going on in the lives of your people. And he mentioned that it would improve your preaching because you begin to understand the pain points and the felt needs in your congregation and you can apply the scriptures in that much more effective of a way. So, John Finkeldy, thanks for that. And again, Pastor, check him out at growahealthychurch.com. Check out the hub, resources, take it for a trial run, and see if it isn't something that you can use in your church to help you train and develop leaders. He talked about that as well. He talked about training and developing leaders. And if you want to listen to a little bit more of John, he is also going to be on my Coaching for Pastors podcast. It's going to be Weekend Edition 32. And so I would encourage you to go and check him out there. Pastor, thanks for joining me this week with John. And we'll catch up with you next week on the 200 Churches podcast.